This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode 80 of the Basement Bookers Podcast. I'm Richard Rez. Here my bro, the bro raised by Nintendo, Basement Jim. It's me! I'm here! Yes. <laughs> I'm yelling like there's someone, I assure you I'm not doing this against my will. Uh, I'm not a hostage here. I come freely to, uh, Your part, to buy where I live, uh, to bring the realness to uh, all of you. You, the Basement Booker universe. Yes. That yeah. sounds so pretentious. I remember thinking WWE Universe sounded really pretentious. Yeah, when it first started, I'm like, what? I said, <laughs> I said to them, what are you doing? Is, is that a thing? It even looked like it was hard for them to say, for whoever was the first person to use that term. It's ten syllables to say fans. Right? Ten syllables for a one-syllable word. Fans. We're, we're doing it the long way. Short words are for losers. Universe. WWE Universe. Ten syllables. You, the WWE fans. You know what? Hmm. I think the promos would be better if they didn't have that whole WWE Universe thing. I feel like it's wordy. It is fucking wordy. And it's also easy to fuck up if you're an idiot like me. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like, if you're in the heat of the moment, and you're like, Well, I'm here, everybody! I'm here because I'm here for the WWE Universals! Or, I mean, Kozlov, Teddy Long, Big Johnny. Poor Teddy Long. He was, he's getting on in age. He's been around a long time. He was the manager in the, uh, uh, it was a WCW pay-per-view I was watching. I forgot who he was managing, but there he was, Teddy Long. That's great. He was, like... He was a little bit heavier then. Like, not much heavier. Mm. But he was. He was always awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I said Basement Booker Universe. Yeah. You are not that. <laughs> no, Basement Booker Universe is shorter than WWE Universe. Yeah. you're saying it. Because syllables, right? Not, yeah, not if you're typing it, though. Well, fans. But you could say BB Universe. BB Universe? I don't like it. I don't like it. If you say it a billion times, I don't you'll like, like it. it. You'll no. like it. If you say it a billion times, you'll like it. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to just agree to disagree so we don't stay on this forever. <laughs> As we good. tend to do. That sounds good. All right. We got some news. I want to get that out of the way really quick. Um, Bret Hart said Hogan was probably, quote, glad about Piper's death for fucking taking some of the heat off of him. Wasn't that last week, though? That was last... Saturday, I believe. Oh, so it was the day after we recorded. Yeah, the day after we recorded, which sucks. Oh. So, um, Hogan called his comments out of line. <laughs> Is that an er? <laughs> that was an er. So, hold on a minute, brother. <laughs> so, Hogan's calling someone else's comments out of line. I think that's funny. Alright, here's the thing. Hulk Hogan, I love you. You're, you're, you're an American hero. You're an icon, a part of my formative years, helping me learn right and wrong. I think it's time for you to lay low. Yeah. Because you're just, you're talking too much, brother. Less is more. You just, every Facebook post I see from you, it's like, 
you grab it, you reach it, you mm. you do yourself more harm than good. I'm sure people who know you well enough <laughs> as much as anyone are trying to tell you cut the shit. He actually just got a, a new endorsement deal. With who? The online sports betting site fanpicks.com. That's P-I-C-K-S dot com. I think he should like quietly just do charity work, give back quietly. I think this is in a way... Because when you do things quietly, Mm -hmm. people do it for you. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're like, you know something, brother, I don't do it for the publicity, which is really what I'm doing it for, brother. But, I mean, Hogan can't do anything quietly because the media is going to find him. Exactly. Whether whether he's him, whether him or his publicist is calling the media or not, the media will get there. True. That's how, that's how TMZ got their start. They would just follow people. It's really annoying. I, I imagine so. You, you, get, you get TMZ following you a lot. Well, being a part of the Basement Bookers podcast affords me a certain amount of anonymity. It allows me to walk amongst. My people. But they saw our video. Yes, but... When you see something, when you see... When you see... When you see Basement Chair in visual media, it's not the same as seeing Basement Chair standing right next to you. So you're like a luchador. Yeah, kinda. You're wearing a mask. In a way. Aren't we all luchadors? I guess. Wearing kind of a mask. I guess we are. I mean... I think that's true. Like, you... You'd have this mask on around certain people who are just not meant to know you without it. It's just the way it is, brother. So, that takes us back to Hogan. And I think it's appropriate that they're a gambling site. They're taking a gamble on Hogan. Yeah, plus no one's going to be like, Oh, what about the image of so-and-so gambling site? How could they associate themselves with Hulk Hogan? Yeah, it's like... It's not like the Boys and Girls Club of America. Or the NAACP. Or the NAACP. I think the NAACP. Or the Police Athletic League. PAL. Yeah, I think the NAACP will probably never have Hogan as a spokesperson. I think there's hope. I think I believe. So Bret Hart said some mean shit. What do you think of what he said? I think Bret's kind of a dick. So I was watching the um, the Brett Sean special where JR was interviewing two of them about the, the rivalries. Rivalries, yeah. And he's kind of dicky sometimes, like completely unwarranted too. Like, like, sure, I understand you got screwed. I understand some of your family think Vince killed your brother. I understand that had you not had the falling out with Vince, you might still have a career because going WCW. Killed your wrestling career, and then you had a stroke. And, yeah. Here's the thing. But, come on. You don't have to be a dick about it. While I agree with you, that could be any one of us. Just try to put yourself in that position. Pretty sure they killed your brother. You know? And in your mind, the best there was... The best there is and the best there ever will be. And you really didn't get a fair shake. And you know in your heart of hearts. I hate that term. 
that you're the best. And you're not treated as the best. There's a mindset. Brett signed that stupid 20-year agreement, which was ludicrous in any time, just before the Attitude Era started. Now, the Attitude Era is what brought us from what wrestling was to the real heart of sports entertainment. The showmanship, as opposed to out-wrestling someone. Brett could out-wrestle friggin' anyone. I give him that. Stroke or not. You know? You say his charisma stat is a little low. Yeah. We know his promos leave a lot to be desired. But what I'm saying is the in-ring work, he wasn't flashy. He was good. He wasn't flashy. Michaels is flashy. Yeah. And Michaels is... They're both really good at selling, but Michaels goes the sports entertainment route and oversells. So, I think even if Brett would have stayed, he would have been phased out. The world would have gone on past him. But that's not going to change his attitude. And you can tell what his feelings are about Triple H. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like him. Four out of ten. Hmm? Four out of ten. Yeah, four out of ten. I don't know. Like, anything Michael says, I kind of take with a grain of salt. But I guess Brett was always held to a higher standard because he's Bret Hart. And he's being dicky. Go, go be a dick up in Canada. You know he had a stroke, right? Does that make you a dick? I think it might be like a side effect. Like, it messes with your mind. Side effects include general dickiness? I'm not a doctor. You said before you're a scientist. That was off air, though, so... There's no documentation. (laughs) You could be making this up for all we know. I could be. What else you got in in the way of... Uh, So, Lana's injured wrist, it's what they call a collis fracture. uh, She underwent surgery on Thursday. Oh, she's injured? How'd she get injured? Uh, Training for... Her eventual in-ring debut. Okay, in case anybody doesn't know. There you go. Because she's working hard. I was, she wants to be good. I was going to mention that. You act like I wasn't going to mention that. Sometimes you don't mention things. It's written right there. Sometimes you say things. It's, just, it's written right there. Listen, I don't I don't see shit. There's no proof. Show me a document. It's right tied up now. Look at it. Yeah, see you guys? It's still not there. <laughs> still not there. So they expect her to be out for roughly four months. Good. I but, guess. Uh, I mean, she was barely getting physical anyway, so it's just gonna... She was trying to... She she explained that she wanted to do the best... When she started wrestling, mm-hmm. her first match, she wanted it to be great. Mm-hmm. So she... I guess she tried too hard. She pushed herself too hard. That can no, happen. They, they, they said on Tough Enough, the trainers all agreed, no one's first match is great. I understand that. Ever. Jericho was the one that said it. I understand that. And Daniel Bryan also said that in his mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. You can't become Jericho overnight. You can't become Daniel yes, Bryan. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Don't tell me what I can't do. Just yeah. for that, I will become the new undisputed heavyweight champion. Because you told me I couldn't. But do it. I said I just said you can't become Chris Jericho or Daniel Bryan overnight. I could. You can't. All I gotta do is make a band and get a concussion. Two birds, one stone. 
That doesn't make you them. Hmm. Maybe if I work insanely unsafe. That would make you Seamus? I don't think... I think Seamus is a danger to himself and others. I'm nervous about that fucking dropping suplex he does. I'm glad he doesn't do it often, but I think he shouldn't do it at all. Maybe you should write a letter. Can you read? Yes. English? Yes. Okay. Because it's the same as Irish. It's not. Isn't it? No. It still uses American letters, right? They, well, uh, for the most part, yeah. They, I mean, a lot of them speak English, but a lot of them also speak Celtic. I'm pretty sure he doesn't speak Celtic. You don't know that. He only knows how to say that one word. Fella? The other one. The... Brogue? The... The L is something in it. Layak? Whatever it says on Yeah, the... whatever that means. I think that means Loch Ness Monster. Doesn't mean Loch Ness Monster, but Loch means lake. Maybe he lives by a lake. And a he lock. misses that lake. Loch. That's why he's so angry. Who hmm. cuts his hair? Stevie Wonder? The Loch Ness Monster. Stevie Wonder. So, speaking of tough enough, Amanda has been signed to Total Divas for Boo! next season. Boo! This the worst news all week. What? She she was had a great character. Fuck her character. She, she was a bitch. I let me tell you something. She's gonna be on that season, and then we're never gonna see her hear from her ever again. Fine. She's gonna be another one of those. She's a bully. What was the point of of Tough Enough? For Sarah Lee and Josh Twin. Who, by the way, they both started at the Performance Center this week. I know. Amanda is a bad word. Wow. Four letters. Wow. Four. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that one. That's what she is. See okay? you next Tuesday? That's right. She's a C- she is a see you next Tuesday. Wow. A capital see you next Tuesday. Wow. And I would not, I, I would not use that kind of language. But I feel like it's warranted for her. I think she just had an idea of how she could possibly win by being a character. She just didn't think through that, you know. I don't think no, that's a character. I don't know. I I just, I have a feeling. My chair sense tells me. You know, when I go like this. You get cre- really creepy. That's right. When I, when I use my mental powers... Just imagine Charles Xavier, guys, and he's got his hands out, trying to read your mind with his finger to his temple. You make I, me want to take a shower again. Stop that. <laughs> so, my point is, I can sense that that is a true bitch in there. Okay. She is there, and she is evil, and she will burn this company down if we let her. Listen, I, I didn't vote for her a single time. So I'm not gonna. I'm not the one. I'm not just knee jerk coming to her defense. Listen, I don't believe in conspiracies, but I believe in conspiracies. I believe this a conspiracy for you to confuse fucking everyone that listens to you. Do you believe in the Illuminati? I don't. Yes. know. I don't even know. All right. So what the Illuminati is? It's a secret shadow organization that just controls everything. Price of oil. Who's fighting who? Price of the PlayStation games. All that stuff, right? So I'm pretty sure Amanda's a plant from the Illuminati to destroy the WWE. Like a, like a virus. Like a virus. 
think about it. So you think she's got the clap? Whatever it is, man. I don't trust her, and I, I don't. I don't like her there. I was never a fan of this whole fucking uh, diva search nonsense. Tough enough. Yeah, it's the same thing. Sure. You just negate the point. Like at least wait, wait a little bit. That was that's my issue. In all seriousness, I went off the rails a little bit. I sometimes let my feelings get the best of me, and I apologize. But on the really real, based with Jerry real, if you want the, the tough enough to actually mean anything, and granted, there have been many times, many examples, currently wrestling, that did not win. But it took time mm-hmm. for them to return. I feel like this is too soon, and it's going to come back to bite them. That's all i got to say. So, last bit of news, and this is a big one. For all you R-Truth fans out there, R-Trizzle, his latest single, Pump It Up, is now on iTunes. Yeah, okay. I'll save my money. I hear you. Listen to it on YouTube. What did you think of this week in wrestling? Smackdown was terrible. Okay, because I had to watch the main event of Raw twice in one week. I was live, so I couldn't fast forward and skip it. That was, um, that was right after the Divas match, right, Paige? And that was right after the Divas brawl. Now, I want to talk about that because I think there was... I think something got royally fucked up because um, just before the brawl started, um, I think Sasha slapped Paige or some VI or whatever. Paige started selling an eye injury, but it looked like it was legit. Like she was, she like she went to sit down on the ropes and shit or whatever. Ref was looking at her. At one point, Sasha comes over to her and Paige shoves her back. It says something that I really didn't hear. I certainly didn't write it down. Um, and so she backs off. The ref's checking on her or whatever. And then Paige goes and attacks Sasha and they roll out of the ring and they start brawling. Now, during the brawl, uh, anyone that watched this, that watched SmackDown knows you know, you know how their camera angles usually work. The cameras that were filming the brawl were zoomed in way too much, a little out of focus. So I think whatever happened outside the ring wasn't supposed to happen. I think they were supposed to be filming the ring, filming the match the whole time. I think it was supposed to be a much longer match, which is why they filled in with Raw. And then maybe it was supposed to turn into like a six bad. So I don't know why they wouldn't have then. Um, so Team Bad came back after, like the Team Bad and Team PCB both got jabbed at the beginning of the match. They came, they come back at that, and a second ref comes down before they come out. Then Team Bad comes down, and then when Team Bad hits Page, then the ref calls the bell. Like, what was the the other ref doing? The only thing I think is there might have been an actual injury or something. I don't friggin' know. Well, we've heard something by now. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know, dude. I think it's work. It's good work. It's good work. What they're trying to do is make another storyline. Crazy, I know, right? Yeah. I think they're trying to do something with Paige and Sasha because Paige is yet to beat Sasha on the main roster. 
Did Paige and Sasha fight in NXT? I don't recall. You watched it more than I did back then. Well, my memory sucks. Well, I don't really think... They fought because they were feuding against... Didn't they have a group? It was Charlotte, Sasha Banks, and Summer Rae. They were like the BFFs. Yes. And they were feuding against... um, uh, Was it Paige... Page by herself, and she was feuding with them. I don't know. It's been a while. Ah, so so they probably had matches, but um, interesting. There was it was announced this week that uh there's going to be a what was it thirty minute Iron Woman match? Yeah, Bailey versus Sasha. Thirty whole minutes of athleticism. It's gonna be great. Stop that. Stop being creepy. Two of them just putting on a clinic. Really creepy. Now that's wrestling. Oh boy. That's wrestling. Sorry I brought it up. That's pro wrestling, brother. At its purest form. And it's gonna be sick! Supposed to be creepy. Means I'm really excited about the match. Also means you're really creepy. Whatever, bro. I'm a free spirit. So Sting broke the statue. Tossed it in the garbage. Oh, no. I'm so surprised that happened. I can't believe it. Everything's so exciting now. Uh, I think NXT was the best show this week. Again. I got a bone to pick. Okay. I'm getting sick. Of, I'm. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm really sorry that Lana got hurt. Mm-hmm. But I hope this angle is over. I want it gone. The, that stupid fucking segment trying to make it look like fucking TMZ or some shit. What was that? With the Dolph Ziggler, Lana, and Summer Rae and Rusev shit? And they played it twice. <laughs> it was horrible. The dude's voice was terrible. Oh, it made that, it to yeah, such um, crap. It reminded me of the fucking Stardust Neville thing they're doing, except not in comic form. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. The Neville Stardust thing actually made sense. It was fine. It's good versus evil. Mm-hmm. This is just fucking tawdry soap opera bullshit. It needs to stop. And I'm sorry. It's fucking Summer. embarrassing. My whole family was here. That's one of those moments. <laughs> That's one of the moments I was telling you about. That we always talk about. Yes, the moment where you're watching wrestling with somebody and you're like, is this happening? This is what you're doing every week. This is what you're watching? <laughs> That's that shit. That's that embarrassing shit. Thanks a lot, guys. Fucking creative. Sounds like an oxymoron if you ask me. Fucking creative? Yeah. <laughs> so, also... My point here is, Summer went into Dolph's locker room. Unannounced. Why would anyone believe anything she says? Why would Lana? Anyone. Anyone. Why would she expect her to tell the truth? We talked about this last week, the same Um, thing. You... Do you listen? No. You have to. No, I don't. I have to. I listen every week, every other week when I edit. 
You should be listening to when the other person edits, just in case there's something you don't like. Eh. Alright, what else you got? Killing me. NXT was really good this week, except for Dana Brooke, as always. Um, what is your deal with her? I don't love her in-ring work. Her mic work sucks. And she's progressively looking worse. She's got the platinum hand out. It doesn't work. She's at the highest form of fashion. Did you hear Corey Graves? Yeah. He's got a tattoo on his neck. He wouldn't lie to us. I heard the hipster. I heard what he said. Is he a hipster? Yeah. What makes him a hipster? He's douchey. And he looks and dresses fucking weird. Doesn't that just make him a weird douchebag? Yeah, hipster. That's not fair. You're alienating our hipster audience with your hateful talk. Hipsters don't listen to podcasts. Yeah, they do. They listen to NPR. Really, dude? We're no not one NPR. listens to NPR. <laughs> okay? Yeah, you're right. I'm not kidding. All right. Um, guy. I just don't like her. I, I, I like her music. It's cool. And she does that flip in. Yeah. Flip. That's cool. But it's weird that thing she does with her hands all the time. Yeah, the... Yeah, you don't have to do it. Yeah. We all know. Okay. But at first it was cool for me. Then I'm like, what's happening here? It's like you do it like six times between your, your entrance and you get to the ring. Then you do it another four times in the ring. That's probably why she did so well when she goes to those Arnold Classics and stuff. Because that's like her routine. Maybe. I like she that. She Chuck Taylor's. I thought Apollo, Apollo Crews is calling his fans the Apollo Nation. Yeah, I get that. I like that. I get why you get that. Mm-hmm. I guess that's okay. Because he's Uha Nation. Oh, wow. Look at this guy. Mr. IWC Genius. He knows all the Dindy names. It's not his name anymore. This McMahon changed his name. <laughs> he did. A lot of debuts this week. Gargano and, and Ciampa debuted. Uh, they were fucking impressive. I wasn't impressed. You weren't impressed? No, not at all. I don't get it's it. It's like I've seen it before. I mean, they didn't do anything special to me. What about this Peyton Royce? Who's that? She's the one that lost to Carmella. Oh, um, there was two NXT girls that debuted. Well, well not like debuted on Full Sail, I guess. But one of them fought Eva Marie... On an NXT taping at, at, in Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, Dana Brooke had beaten Billy Kay. Who, That's the one. It wasn't her first match that was aired. I was just saying that. Oh, okay. I was just telling you that's the one Eva Marie fought in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Were you listening? I was reading. Maybe you need to read. <laughs> you need to read. Can I get a transcript? There's no transcript <laughs> of this shit. <laughs> we don't have that technology. What? We don't have that technology. What? 2001 called, okay? They want it back. Just give it back. Just give it back. Give the what champ? Do you hear the story of how that started? We talked about that last week. We talked about that last week. A lot. We talk about it a lot. It's come up a lot. It's come up not even on the podcast. Not even on the podcast. Like, just just in conversation. I feel like you're on rerun right now. <laughs> I am. I, I gotta say something about... Uh, Can I change your name to rerun instead of Rich Doris? <laughs> rerun. No. I, I gotta say something about uh, the Steve Austin podcast with uh, Edge and Jason. Your boy, Christian. 
I don't dislike Jason Riso. I hate Christian. Does this mean you're making compromise? Sort of. Jason Riso is an alright dude. It's nice to see you grow. Oh. What are you, what are you looking at there, buddy? As a person. Oh. Calm down anyway. You were saying about the podcast? No, that was it. I liked it. And I don't dislike Jason Riso. Yeah, um, I gotta say I'm gonna need a little bit more interesting guests. Um, as a podcast aficionado, I've heard these interviews already. I've, I've heard Paige on other, uh, on, on Jericho's podcast. She said basically the same thing on Austin's. I've, 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 I've heard Edge and Christian. Yeah, but have you heard of the Don't Look at Me story? No. And, my life, having heard that story, still remains the same. Nothing's changed here. Don't look at me. How long? Five seconds. Okay. Your life has changed now. No. Now we have that dynamic. We can go to that. No, we don't want to. I'm not going to do it a lot. I'm not even going to do it anymore. I'm just going to ignore you. (laughs) I just keep doing a podcast. I would like, I would like to see Randy Orton on a Stone Cold podcast. Asking about the turd in the handbag incident. No, anything. No one's interviewed him. He's done none. He's protective of his character. You could. Is he though? I think so. If he were, he wouldn't be doing shit right now. He's not that protective of his character. What's he doing right now? Nothing. Getting beat up by the Wyatts for talking to Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. It's like they're jealous. I don't know. And somehow use magic powers to teleport an Uso to the stage to beat him up. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't fucking know. I don't understand. So what is he? He's the face of fear? Is he a magic hillbilly? What's happening here? What is this? I never understood this whole lights out and... <laughs> he has dirt powers. <laughs> Careful, because he's going to you. <laughs> Jesus. What is that? I don't understand it. He's a new face of fear. He lost. In a fearsome way. So if this... Braun Strowman is the new face of fear. Does that mean that he's going to... Oh, he's the new face of destruction. Yeah. Is he going to fight Kane? Is that the next feud? Maybe Kane will be the third man. That'd be the worst. Actually, you know what? It would make some sense. Do you remember the few times that Dean Ambrose would talk to Kane? To try to get him to... Like, not be a sellout and bring back the monster. Yeah. There's been a couple of times when he, he talked to him and stuff. I'm and how the authority would just discard him when they're done with him. I'm a little worried about Ambrose. They're taking this whole one of them turning on the other. I mean, th- they are giving it, I think, uh, actually the proper amount of time. But I think Ambrose is going to be the one to get shafted in the deal. I think he's going to be... Like, the ceiling's going to be capped at mid-card for him. Um, I think 
that the WWE is dropping the ball with Dean Ambrose. There is so much more potential here. Mm-hmm. There's something missing right now. Because you have John Cena. He's like Superman, right? Mm-hmm. You got Seth Rollins, who's like the Lex Luthor type heel. Mm-hmm. He's this barely can win guy, but somehow he pulls it off. Mm-hmm. There's no real badass right now. And that would be Ambrose. It could be Ambrose. But something's happening where it's just not clicking into the right gear. I feel like he should never have been taken out of the main event picture. Because, hear me out, Mm -hmm. Dean Ambrose is unstable. Yes. Why would the logic of losing a rematch for a title that all you did was take, why would he listen to somebody telling him he has to go to the back of the line? It it shouldn't even register to him. Because he feels he's the best. You make your own line. He he Yeah. So you should always be going after that thing, regardless. Because mm-hmm. he thinks he's the best. Yep. I agree. He's a lunatic. But, oh, like, well, if the authority says I'm in the back of the line, I guess I'm in the back of the line. Make your own opportunities. He's got this... The potential to be, like, the perfect mixture of Mick Foley mm-hmm. and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. Think about it. But what are they doing? He's fucking teaming with Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns can't work by himself. It just yeah. doesn't work. For some reason, him alone, as a face, not good. But he's fine in the tag team. But Dean Ambrose can work on his own. He doesn't need to be in a tag team. So is Roman Janetti? I don't know if he's so much Janetti as in he's too... I'm just beating a dead horse. I'm going to beat the Roman Reigns horse. But... <laughs> He's too manufactured sometimes. Hmm. Like, you'll notice he smiles a lot. It's almost like Vince saying, you should smile more. It's not, I don't know, it doesn't feel, he doesn't feel authentic. It's not an organic thing. Like, it feels like he has to be shoved down. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's impressive. And I've talked about this before. He just can't talk. Just let him fuck people up. Now it's even worse now that they got this Braun Strowman guy, mm-hmm. making him look like a chump. Mm-hmm. What's the deal here? I don't know. It's not good. I mean, the, the Roman and Ambrose are going to win. I f- win the feud, and then I think Ambrose will turn. It just doesn't make sense for him to turn. Why? What's the logic? What's the reasoning? Or there's not. Or it's going to be okay then for him not to have any logic. Sure. Uh, I had an idea today. A great idea for uh, a stunt for Seth to pull on John Cena. What? Seth should set Cena up for a Make-A-Wish event. (sighs) Wait. And so kids dying of cancer, whatever the case is. Maybe it's not even a real story. Who knows? 
But, legit, the kid's blind. But no one tells Cena that. So Cena does the whole you can't see me thing. And then, he starts crying. Yeah. He's, and the kid's like, I can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> if the kid's blind, how is he watching wrestling? You listen. What's, no! You're a kid! How are you even... Maybe, maybe the disease ate his eyesight or something. Like he could see before, but now he can't see. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you a couple of reasons why it won't work. <laughs> okay. One, they would never exploit make a wish like that ever. That's true. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. That's the biggest hole. It is. Your ship can't float with that giant hole in it. But other than that, how great would that be? Be pretty great. <laughs> You can't see me. I can't see anything. <laughs> Thankfully, you're not writing. <laughs> it can't be any worse than what they're doing now. They're not doing anything with the Cena Rollins feud, really. Do you do you know? Did you read any articles about how their ratings are shit lately? They just keep dropping. It was even featured in Forbes magazine, mm-hmm. and they're not a. Basement keyboard warrior. They know their shit. Yeah. Um, I don't put a whole lot of stock into ratings. Because, I don't know. I mean, it's summer. People are having parties. People are watching together. Or same old shit. Yeah, same old shit. Every week, is Seth Rollins coming out telling us how great he is at the beginning of Raw. And a year ago, we were complaining about the authority. Yeah. That's the thing. They do a lot of... The formula keeps going the same. Mm-hmm. I think it's... I think the problem is there's no real competition. If there That's was... definitely part of the problem. If there was another show going head-to-head with Raw, then I think we'd see some changes and improvements. That's the problem. It would have to be a if good show. If you don't show, have competition... It would have to have a good budget. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have competition, you're just gonna, you're gonna grow fat and comfortable. I think the company best in a position to do that, although it's counter to the way they do things, would be Lucha Underground. To me, they have the best in-ring product out there right now, but they are, um, they're pre-taped. Their backstage is good. The backstage is great. Feels like one of those novellas. That's the point. It's great. So it works. Yeah. They said this is the goal. They do it. They achieve their goal. Their goal was to make people say it looks like one of those novellas. I like that. I think uh, they need to shake it up a little bit. Like the matches need to matter more. Which underground? No. The E. The E? Yes. Like winning... I know we keep talking about the same shit, mm-hmm. but I was thinking a little bit more about winning and losing, mm-hmm. and what's the whole point, you know, if, cause, okay, the point's to fuck someone up, but, I don't know, they're, they're not fucking doing it. Because right. you want to be a champ. Yeah. I was playing um, WWE 2K12. For PlayStation, mm-hmm. and they have this mode called like uh, 
Road to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like, its storyline right now is Kevin Nash is like, he was a general manager of Raw, but it turns out he's trying to take over Raw. And there's a match at WrestleMania. It's me, my character, Triple H, versus Big Show, and Rey Mysterio, who turned his back on the WWE so he could finally be a champion. Which mm-hmm. makes sense. He joins Kevin Nash and Big Show, because they're ex-WCW guys. Big Show has the world champ, the big gold belt, because this mm-hmm. is back when the two belts are still around. Mm-hmm. And it's spray-painted WCW on it. Interesting. And Mysterio has a WWE title, which is a spinner title still, mm-hmm. and it's spray-painted WCW on it. Mm-hmm. So the winner of the match gets control of Raw. Mm-hmm. So some kabuki shit happened. Mm-hmm. Well, I got hit in the head with a crowbar. By Kevin Dash, mm-hmm. and I lost. So the, so they canceled Raw, and they brought back Nitro. It was WCW Nitro with the music and everything. I mean, they could do that. Like that was so cool. Like, if we bring that storyline into reality, obviously replace all the players because Nash ain't doing shit. I still don't even work there, but Nash is the he one. He might be coming shit. back. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Vince can fucking name it whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. So, I mean, we know that either way, whatever happens on Raw, if they change it to Monday Night Shut the Fuck Up, it's still Monday Night Raw, because Vince still owns it. It's still Vince's. That's not going to fucking change. So, he they could bring it back as Nitro. Now, the reason I mention this, because mm-hmm. that was like one of the good things. I had to stop playing it, mm-hmm. because... I felt a pattern develop. It's like segment, match, something happens, I get screwed. Mm-hmm. Backstage segment, I leave my locker room, I run into two dudes, I have to beat them up. Mm-hmm. Repeat, 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 repeat. I'm like, alright, I can't, I can't play this anymore. <laughs> it's the same shit keeps happening mm-hmm. over and over and over again. They just take the same few... They t- it's like they got... Picture you have a hat of ping pong balls. Okay. And all the ping pong balls are different colors. Uh-huh. And they represent different wrestlers. They have their favorite ten ping pong balls mm-hmm. that they like to mix up in their hat and they throw it on the ground mm-hmm. and see what hole it goes into. This is what's happening with this guy, with this and this. It's the same. And how many variations can I get Randy Orton and Sheamus to fight each other? Mm-hmm. How many ways can I get Big Show to hit right back in the face? Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm not. I don't have a better solution. But I'm not paid to do it. I'm not. I don't call myself creative. Mm-hmm. I don't have a degree. <laughs> I'm not saying I should run it. I'm just saying, I'm a fan who's dedicated quite a number of hours to this product. And as a fan, I sound like a real prick right now. But I've never really created anything. I never really contributed anything. Hello, doing it right now. There you go. So shut your face. (laughs) So all I'm saying is... You can do better. It's time to try harder. 
Don't take your audience for granted. You know, Don't treat us like idiots. Make SmackDown a separate show from Raw. Treat it like a different brand. You want to watch Raw recaps? Don't miss Raw. There you go. You got the network. Put the shit there. Let them check it there. Let SmackDown be what SmackDown is. Yeah, they're not even forwarding any storylines on SmackDown. SmackDown's just like, oh, well, let's put some stuff together. Yeah. That's all they do on SmackDown. Let's Let's take this guy out and put this guy in. Honestly, it's all they do on Raw, too, but Raw has plot. Raw advances storylines. Well, the only thing... Wait, 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 I I gotta make a point because I just remembered. Oh, shit. We're kind of in a holding pattern right now because SmackDown's moving to sci-fi. I mean, SmackDown... You say. USA. USA, yeah. SmackDown's moving to USA. So, once Raw and SmackDown are on the same network, A, you know there's gonna be a huge fucking episode of SmackDown to commemorate. And B... SmackDown will probably get better. I'm not saying Raw will get better. SmackDown will get better. Bring back SmackDown versus Raw. This creative team versus that creative team. Because that's what we had some good fucking shit going on. SmackDown was wrestling. I gotta say, Michael Hayes' booking and writing isn't bad. He's been around the world. Mm-hmm. Fabulous Freebird. Cock of the Walk. Fanny Pack. With no fear. If you could wear a fanny pack with no fear, you have my respect, sir. He had the D. Snyder hair before D. Snyder. The man is a hero. He's a brave man. He's country metal. Do you think the Fabulous Freebirds are going into the Hall of Fame this year? I don't know. There might be a political reason why they're not. Because of the whole Mark Henry thing. Listen. It's all love, baby. We can't be... We can't be in the past with all this hating. You know, Mark Henry's sensitive. He takes everything a little too personally. Do I need to remind you what Michael P.S. Hayes said to Mark Henry? No, because then it's like we said it. Because we didn't say it. Well, you remember. I do remember it, but it was a long time ago. And that shouldn't keep a guy out of the Hall of Fame. Fabulous Free Birds deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. If Pete Rose could be in the Hall of Fame. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. As an appreciative gesture. If he could be... If Mr. T... If Mr. T could be in the WWE Hall of Fame, then Michael Hayes and the Fabulous Freebirds should. What did Mr. T do to offend anyone? He's Mr. T. He loves his mama. Yes. A lot. Too much. Probably. What's up with that? Don't know. Anyway, point being, Fabulous Freebirds, Hall of Fame 2016, got my vote. And they should be inducted by the new day. That'll fix everything. That'd be great. Not for the reason you're thinking, just because a team of three inducting a team of three. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. And any mic time for New Day is fantastic. Yeah, but I'm afraid they'll probably steal the show. The whole show. New Day? Yeah. Alright. Xavier and his trombone. 
What? Alright, that segment... I'll, I'll give you one thing. I had another point to make on that, actually. You know Vince's ideology on... You know, how to conduct yourself at work, right? Yeah, don't sneeze. Besides that, treat every day as if it's your first day on the job. Creative's really not doing that. Do we really want them to, though? They gotta do something. Because then they'll come in and they'll restart new feuds. Every week there's a different feud because it's new. Well, I think they need to do something different from what they're currently doing. I see your point. The point is, you need to impress people every day. You need to impress your supervisors, your co-workers, and your underlings. You need to impress everyone every day. Do you think maybe they just don't know the guys? Like, they're not taking the time to work with people on their characters and things like that, of that nature? I don't know. I I think part of it is they've they've gotten comfortable. Like, well, this pattern works, and... The ratings are good, right? So we're good. How about giving Randy Orton more shit to do? Randy Orton was at his best when he came back from the cinder block injury. And mm-hmm. he was taking out the authority. And just having fun. He was like a badass. Well, I, I think, yeah, his best shit was when he was, when he was a heel still in the authority, but we knew better. Yeah. Like, when he was trying to take him out from the inside. That was great. Then it was all downhill. I feel like, Feel like the Viper's gone. There, there are spots of brilliance with their writing for him, and then, and they drop the ball. He need, like he's the Viper. He needs to be perpetually vicious. He needs to be a prick. He needs to be fucking dangerous. People need to be looking over their shoulder, making sure he's not there. Do you catch an RKO out of nowhere? Yeah, just nowhere. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be great if you screw Sheamus out of winning? World Heavyweight title after cashing in. That'd be fantastic. That might be a good payoff for him. That helps us. No world title or Sheamus. <laughs> yup. Sheamus. But I like... Before you cut me off, because you're bringing up a point. Sorry. The segment with the Dudley Boys and the New Day, because you mentioned the mm-hmm. trombone. Yep. And Edgy Christian were there. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins was all like... Annoyed with the New Day. Mm-hmm. I don't mind the main event stuff. Like, the the, the stuff going on with Sting and Seth Rollins. I, I guess it's fine. Uh, you knew he was going to destroy the statue. So his second match, after losing his first match, is a World Heavyweight Championship match. You mentioned this on the last podcast. It still fucking irks me. He's Sting. I mean, he's had, you know, he's done everything. And maybe this is just uh, as a respect to him on his little bucket list challenge for the World Heavyweight title. In the promo that's on WWE.com, which you mentioned before that you didn't watch, um, he says how, or he reiterates how the World Title, WWE World Heavyweight Championship is the one title that's eluded him. I'm like, it didn't elude you. You were in fucking TNA. It eluded him because he was in TNA. He eluded it by not signing with WWE the few, the number of times before that they offered him a contract. You probably saw how they handled Goldberg and was a little nervous. 
uh, I'm sorry, and how they handled every WCW guy that wasn't Booker T. I was going to say, except Booker T. And Big Show. And Rey Mysterio. And Eddie Guerrero. And well, they don't Gallo. count. Why not? Because they came before WCW went under, and they became their own thing. Like, Chris Jericho... In that case, so did Big Show. Yeah, okay, we can't. Because Chris Jericho, he made himself into, like, this this great, you know... Mm-hmm. This, the, there's WWE Chris Jericho, and there's WCW's Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Helen, in both companies, he he put himself over. They're not going to put you over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, just want to see something different every week, you know? Me too, bro. I, I keep tuning in, though. I think that's the thing. They think we're just going to come back anyway. Because this, maybe this is the week. You know? Hey, this is an example of what happens to a podcast about wrestling where they give us jack shit to work with. You see WWE? You see what you're doing? You see the, the lives you're affecting? Uh, We're the, depressed right now. Wait, there was the, the Matador starting to turn. Oh, that was the biggest miscarriage of justice I have seen in two weeks. Yeah, I know. The Matadors totally should have won that match. The Matadors be damned. <laughs> that bull should have gone through a motherfucking table. If this was the Attitude Era, he would have gone through a table. Bob and Devon are faces. Exactly. Which is why they should have put El Torito through a table. Torito was the victim. Which is why they should have put him through a table. I like he that... He get a pop. I like that Bubba's doing the do you know who we are. That's really annoying because I know who they are. No, but if you... Because you weren't watching TNA at the time, but I know I've told you this like a dozen times. But before uh, Bubba was uh, revealed as the leader of Aces and Eights, he would come out and say to everyone, do you know who I am? And so eventually, when he did reveal himself to be the leader of Aces and Eights, he said, Do you know who I am? I am the president of the Aces and Eights. And he kept do- doing the do you know who I am every week. Like he had been doing it every week up until then, and he kept it going. Maybe it's because it's annoying. Maybe that's why. You gotta have a thing. Well, at first, it's because he started as a face. He was trying to win... Hulk Hogan over so he could marry his daughter and... Go to Rick's for a birthday. That'd be the bachelor party. So, yeah. That was Rick's? Yeah. It was Rick's, yeah. I was there. You were there? Yeah, remember uh, Crystal got me the... Well, Tommy had brought me there for my birthday. No, time. I thought you were there with Devon. No, no, no. They didn't invite you, bro? Nah, uh, Bob and Devon didn't call me. Shit. Maybe if you didn't fuck their shit up. That time you threw up on their couch. You threw up on their couch. I didn't throw up on their couch. I don't drink a straight edge. Okay, but when you were drinking, you threw up on their couch. Fuck your couch. We got a promo to do. And the promo is on creative. Get creative. The end.
Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Let's break it down for a second. What's the word? Creative. What makes the word creative? The first part of the word creative is to create. Now, Webster's defines create as the act of creating. Making things. Making storylines. That's not how Webster defines it. I took it back. Now okay. I'm talking about it. So it should be about creating, making new. You don't even have to just use the... You can go back to the bare bones, the basics. This guy doesn't like this guy because of what he stands for, mm-hmm. maybe. They fight. Maybe have the bad guy cheat to win once in a while. Crazy, right? Like, not just the world heavyweight champion has to be good at cheating. Mm-hmm. Other heels can be good at cheating. I think they're... Create. I think they're emphasizing Seth's uh, heelness by doing that. It's not like he has the trademark on cheating. You're right, but it makes him look like the biggest heel in the company. And it makes every other heel look like an idiot. Great. So now, they're... Vince wants people writing for John Cena, and Triple H wants people writing for Seth Rollins. Is that what's happened? Only two people get shit written for them? Mm-hmm. Fucking pathetic. You know what would assist them in this endeavor? Creativity? Not just that. <laughs> Micromanagement. Mm-hmm. They need to micromanage their talent. They need... I understand that they have a lot... There's a lot... There's a vast amount of talent. Mm-hmm. Which is why we don't even see certain guys even wrestle. Mm-hmm. So why not... Have it, I don't know, I feel like, I know some people didn't like the brand extension, mm-hmm. but the brand extension kind of helped. A lot, it did. Because more people got time because there was two different shows. Mm-hmm. You and could, two separate rosters. Yeah, so more, you know, more people show up. If you split it balanced, mm-hmm. then people like, go for whatever. And make them both good enough to stand on their own, where you watch both of them. Yeah, I had said something like that a couple weeks ago, too. But do you remember when they had the four pay-per-views over eight weeks? Remember that stupidity? Uh, do you remember? I remember reading and saying here that one of the writers was quoted as saying that he loves when they do that because they don't have to, quote, write any filler. I remember. So they see Raw and SmackDown as filler between pay-per-views. Wow. So they, they have, they like to write the beginning of a feud and the end of a feud. They don't like to write the shit that happens in between. Now let's break another word down. Mm-hmm. Pay per view. Mm-hmm. Why is that the only important thing to make awesome? Because just because you and me are at home watching Raw on TV for free, mm-hmm doesn't mean that there are a certain amount of fans paying to view Raw and SmackDown. 
because mm-hmm. they're there. That's why every Raw should matter just as much of this pay-per-view mm-hmm. and just and a SmackDown just as much as a, a, of a pay-per-view. And every match, a win should matter. A it does. Should matter. Because then, it's like, I went to go, I was there, I watched this. I was there, I saw him beat him for this mm-hmm. at that time. The Brock Taker thing hasn't been mentioned in a few weeks. Yeah, because he wants to forget about it. We don't really want to throw them something else they have to write about. Like, let's, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's not give them work. Let's not have them write about anything other than John Cena and Seth Rollins. It's like, John Cena, authority. How do we do this? I still think at Night of Champions we're going to have a new old United States champion. John Cena. He was the U.S. champion. How many times has he held it? Would this be the third time? At least. That was his first title. Beat the Big Show. We were there. See? That one mattered. Mm -hmm. All the wins have to matter. The, The baby face has to try not to lose. He needs to overcome every obstacle put in his way. Every cheating attempt, every interference, every distraction. And a heel has to use all at, that. At all the advantages to his advantage. Because mm-hmm. he's a fucking heel. The way they're doing it now, the you know, a heel gets disqualified and it's like, oh well, match is over, let me beat your ass. I noticed one slight difference. Um, when it was Stone Cold versus the Authority, mm-hmm. it wasn't as one-sided. I, I feel like if you line up Authority versus whoever they're up against, mm-hmm. nine out of ten times the Authority comes out on top. And it's been that way for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, except for that one time they got they got a vacation out of it and still wound up coming back. It's like, like they say, they do over, they do always win. So what's the, is this gonna, is there gonna be a payoff for this eventually? Or is this is their way of saying, fuck you, we win? I think eventually there'll be a payoff. It's just about creative fucking writing something. Write an end to this already. Yeah, I think it's time. Even if the authority only controls Raw and then someone else controls SmackDown. You know, I mean, bring back a face authority figure. Big Johnny. Well, not even that. Like, you don't need, you don't need the authority figure. You really don't. You don't need. It feels, it feels. making matches? Who cares who's making matches? Okay, alright. Matches just happen. Let's say there's a singles match. Don't you remember? Let's say there's a singles oh, match happening, oh, oh, oh. and then people interfere, one for each side, or whatever. Who's going to come out and say, now hold on a minute, player? Well, actually, you get Jack Tunney. <laughs> He's a little... The Jack Tunney, or the Gorilla Monsoon right. guy, you know. We just come out and just... The, the board of directors, this. You need someone. Yeah, you need someone, but they don't need to be involved. 
Like, oh, you can bring I, them out once in a while. Yeah, I didn't say they have to get involved. I, I'm just saying, make it look like, quote-unquote, someone is making these matches, as opposed to, oh, okay, this wrestler's coming out. Who's he fighting? I don't know. Oh, this wrestler's coming out. Oh, I guess that's who he's fighting. I remember a time, before I found out that the, the announcer guy was the actual owner, mm-hmm. I didn't care about these things. Yeah. The matches just happened. I don't know why. They're only but f- they just happened. There were only four pay-per-views a year at the time. It happened because this guy's got a beef with that guy. I understand they went back to only four pay-per-views a year. I'd imagine they wouldn't be making a lot of money. Storylines would start and end on Raw and SmackDown. Maybe if they break up into mini seasons, where like season one is the Raws and Smack does the shows leading up to Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Then season two is a continuation, which is all the shows leading up to the next pay per view. It's like the pay per view is the, the mid season division. Mm. I don't know. That's too much story, right? But there's sub-stories that that are ongoing. Like, this part of the story has to close. The next chapter of the story is during these. Into the next pay-per-view. Yeah, if they're doing something like that, though, then the Michaels-Jericho feud never would have went nearly as far. Well, I'm saying certain feuds can just keep going. Like, something happens. Mm. Like, you could keep a dude fighting, like, the Dean Ambrose-Seth Rollins angle. What happened with that? Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Um, stupidity with the fucking hologram. And, well, no, the last, the end of that was the ladder match, when they both fell off, and Seth Rollins had the belt. And Ambrose was literally, hey, maybe figuratively, not literally, but literally... A hair away from winning the match. And doesn't get a rematch. Hey, I got a problem. Um, do you remember the match between Paige and Sasha Banks where, like, Sasha Banks won with, like, a roll-up? I think it was on Raw. Mm-hmm. And it looked like both of their shoulders were on the mat. But Sasha still won the match. That was this Raw? Yes. Yeah, I didn't notice that Sasha's shoulders were down. Oh, I thought I did. I could. I think I think an announcer mentioned it also on SmackDown, or maybe. On yeah, because they're like, whose whose shoulders are touching the back? Like, who's being pinned? That that's no bueno. That's the second time that's happened. With Naomi and uh, Charlotte, Charlotte got pinned. Hmm. Coincidence that Charlotte's uh, involved in both of those situations, but she was the loser in both situations. Um, there was also that wonky finish on NXT where Emma won the number one contendership. Who was supposed to win it? I don't know, but you saw that Emma was surprised that the ref yet they ran for the belt. Yet they ran with it. But then... Talking about how she's a part of the reason there's a revolution in the first place. Yeah, but who gets the next title match? Oh, it's 
Sasha. That's right. Yeah, but that still doesn't make any sense. It, that That's the point. It doesn't make any sense. What happened to Emma's shot? Emma won the match, whether it was a mistake or not, which I'm pretty sure it was. Well, the next NXT TakeOver is when? They... It's not the London one. Might be the London one. Well, the it should be that... No, wait, they said October. If you're the one that lost the title, you get your rematch. So she gets her rematch. Yeah. Regardless. So Emma wins unless like two months before. Maybe she fights her. Maybe she has that match before Takeover. Maybe I don't know because they said it's Bailey versus Sasha. It's not Sasha versus whoever the NXT Women's Champion is going to be. Mm-hmm. They just assume that she's going to beat Emma. There you go. Just it hurts my head. It's all fucked up. I mean, just makes sense, people, will you? Uh, I mean, like, we watch, yeah. so we see all the mistakes. How about creative watches? Why don't they watch? I think they do. They, well, why aren't they fucking seeing the mistakes? I think they think they're doing a good job. <laughs> what, you, what comes across on TV should be how they're graded. How they, and how they get their fucking performance review every year. True. And Triple H and Vince say, well, you wrote this and this and this, and then you wrote this. I don't know what happened in that match, and what's, I don't know what you're doing here. And, oh, he wants to be talking about SmackDown then. Yeah, and <laughs> crowd was dead for this. Ratings dropped immediately, like, in the middle of this segment. Like, All I'm saying is trust your talent. Um, find their strengths, find their weaknesses, focus on the strengths, cover up the weaknesses. Um, Game in theory. Basement bookers don't want to turn into cynical assholes. So, uh, we're well, gonna, making it difficult. Well, we're gonna, uh, they're giving us to go home. The lights are on. Mm-hmm. Everybody's starting to get up out of their seats. I think we just gotta, we gotta close this episode. Now this episode is about some unhappy bookers. I just don't get it, man. You know what I might do? Well, I'm not promising anything, but I want to see if I can write something for somebody. Just write. Just sit in front of my computer and type up the storyline. Yeah, go. I mean, you might want to encompass more than one pay-per-view to another, because that, like, that's easy. Now I'm going to do a storyline. So, I'll probably, that'll probably be the subject. What? Oh, is there pay-per-view next Sunday? Next Sunday. Shit. Well, whatever. Even if it's next Sunday, I could just talk about it before we do predictions, and that'll be it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So I'm going to try to write an angle. Um, I'll figure it out. I don't know how. Apparently, in the, in the video game, you can make your own storylines. Cool. So I'll see, like, I'll type it up, and then I'm going to put it in the game and just play it. Do you think they, they fucking track that shit and say, well, this is pretty good. Let's hire this guy. Well, they do have DLCs, but it's old. Like, no one's going to check that. They're on, like, 2016 now coming up. Guess they didn't get any good content. Yeah, I got to try to write something. I'll see. Let's see what this is all about. See what I do. But in the meantime, 
Basement Bookers are signing off. But before we go, I got to talk to you guys about social media. If you need to talk to Rich DeRiz on Twitter, he's Rich DeRiz, spelled the way it says. Uh, Basement Jer, that's with the J-E-R. Uh, Basement Bookers collectively. Uh, there is no Instagram. Um, there's a Facebook page that Rich made for you Facebook weirdos. Um, and yeah, obviously you're listening, you know where to get the podcast. Uh, shoot a review to iTunes if you want. And, uh, stay tuned next week where we talk about the Clash of Champions. I mean, Night of Champions pay-per-view. Hopefully sing the praise of the new Divas Champion. And I will share with you uh, whatever I write, which I promise you, you're not going to want to miss that disaster. (laughs) For Rich Therese, I'm Basement Chair. Peace.